Shout out to Redheads. You're damn right. Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. And on that note, we cue the music. Biff, 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 all right. Radio. Uh, so before we get into anything, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, I want to thank you. Uh, so this is attempt number two of this podcast, but you're not going to get a retread. You're not going to just get the same old stuff because we are professionals that don't get paid, but we're, we are professionals and we're going to, we're going to make this happen. So Thank you for coming to Biff Radio. My name is Ben, a.k.a. Biff, coming to you live from the Center Club's recording studio and gaming hub, a.k.a. My Attic. Uh, we're going to get the plugs right out of the way. If you want to follow this podcast on the social medias, you can go to Biff Radio on Twitter, Biff Radio 1 on Instagram, Band Ben SC on, uh, from my personal Twitter. You can go to Facebook. We're back on Facebook, and we haven't been banned yet. Hooray! You can go to TikTok for Biff Radio. Or Center Club, and I've been making more TikToks. And as always, you can go to jabroniu.com, jabroniu.com, where you can find out about this podcast, the Draft Podcast, which coming up now, I know we're just in September, today's September 1st, but we're going to fast forward to October. October is when Mr. Wes Allen curates the Draft Podcast for the entire month of October and is going to be fantastic. We can talk about the, the draft podcast. You can go to jabroniu.com and find out about why do we ever meet. They've been having amazing guests. Uh, this past week, they also had uh, just the Allen Club, which is always a, a fun time. Um, just the best. Uh, you can also find out about New Jabroni Pro Wrestling. The G1 is upon us. It's very, very close. And those guys are mainlining cocaine and Red Bull, I assume, uh, to do it all. Um, and it's going to be amazing. You can also find out about uh, Flow and Tell. Uh, Locals Barbershop, and you can go to our Threadless store to buy shirts. Yes, I'll say it one more time. The shirt with my face on it, that creepy, creepy shirt that Daniel Solerzno owns. I don't. He does. So that's just weird. So, like I said, last week we had the weird episode, which also the, the very beginning of the episode, it started with a button of like, oh, uh, something like, you know, let's see if this fucking works. I did not plan that. 
I did not plan to leave that in. That was literally a happy accident. Like I was listening back back to it on Friday. I'm like, well, fuck the people are gonna think I'm really awesome. Nope. Completely accident. That was a speed edit. And I just worked out that way. This is not the lost episode. This is a new episode, but we have changed it up. We're still going to have lots of fun with this episode. So the premise of this episode, and I talked a little bit last week, two weeks ago now, like last week, my nephew, Max, wore a Biggie Small shirt to his first day of school, and he's in the sixth grade, so he missed Biggie Smalls by a while. Uh, but he, his dad knows is a big hip hop fan. And I know he's been playing some uh, hip hop for him that my sister not thrilled about, not thrilled. They, they know a lot of words. Um, they also, he's a, he's a big, my brother-in-law, Jeff, he's a big sports fan and he loves Michigan state. And so apparently a couple of years ago, I guess more than a couple of years ago, uh, he was watching Michigan state, the, the, um, March madness with my little niece, uh, Ellie. And apparently there was not going well. Because about a week later, my sister took a toy away from my uh, my niece, and she looked at her dead in the eye and said, "What the fuck?" Uh, so you know, shout out to my brother in law. Um, but so he wore the the shirt, and so I got the idea of man, wouldn't it be cool to talk about the West Coast East Coast beef from back in the day? And so the only choice I could go to were the guys from Flow and Tell. And for the second time, um, Mr. James could not join us. He's out of town, I believe, saving the world uh, because he's actually a superhero. Shouldn't have said that. Um, but he is in his place by his side. Not a psychic, his partner, his partner in crime. One half of the flow and tell. One third of the draft pod. One of the most knowledgeable hip hop fans I have ever known. Mr. Positivity, Mr. Sunshine. He is Mr. The, you know, whatever cold miser, like he is happy miser. Mr. Andy. Andy, how are you, sir? Hey, it's Andy. Second time is always better than Kevin Fetter liner. You're damn right. Well, That's thank right. you for coming What's back, up, man. Uh, God, thank you for coming back, man. I appreciate this. Um, I'm really bummed and I swear to God, I'm, I'm going to find a way to find that episode. Cause that was a, lo- a really <laughs> fun episode. Not to say this is not gonna be a fun episode because I think we, we have chemistry and we're, it's going to be good. Absolutely. So, uh, I know I'm super excited. Um, I've been listening to like since, since that episode, I've been listening to a lot of like more classic hip hop and I mean, I love new hip hop. It's, I mean, I know as you do as well, but like there's something about that classic hip hop that's just not to say that we don't have that kind of stuff, that, that kind of soul in hip hop now, but it's just like a little bit different. And maybe that's just the nostalgia getting me, but you just can't beat that good 90s stuff. I think it's the time frame. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everything uh, has a feeling to it. And while it's awesome that we get all this like new and creative and unique production and stuff that we're getting nowadays, um, there is something about going to the eighties and feeling like you're in the eighties when you're listening to eighties hip hop and then going into the nineties and you can feel that it's very nineties in hip hop. So, um, it takes you back to that time, which is part of why I like listening to the classic stuff, but at the same time, there's some amazing new stuff going on as well. Oh, totally. And so the, uh, the format of this uh, which we'll be doing again, but you all know this is that we're, we picked 
uh, five songs or a number of songs here, five songs that are classic songs from um, our respective coast. I am representing the West Coast. Mr. Andy is representing the East Coast. So five classic songs from the, the, the respective coast. Then we'll be presenting you with a uh, new song by a, a current artist uh, from the respective coast. And then we will be picking one song from the opposite coast to give respect to. Because at the end of the day, while we are representing these coasts, um, we are both fans of both coasts. And it's funny enough, we talked about this last time, we're actually... Um, even though we're on op- like these sides we're on, we're actually fans of the opposite. I'm more of an East Coast guy, and you're more of a West Coast guy. So it's kind of funny that we're, we're doing it this way. Kind of funny that worked out, but uh, yeah. But I mean, I mean, both sides, both coasts are amazing. That's right. Best side. That's that's where I'm repping is the best side. I, I'm I'm representing all side. No, I don't want to do that. Also, no, you can't do no. that. You, no. you can't do <laughs> No. Strict of the record. All right. We're going to move we, quickly we past circles that. circles here. No sides matter. You're damn right. We are the, we are the round table. So there's That's no right. one. No one uh, on the corner. All right. So we're going to kick it off how we kicked it off last time. Um, but again, like, so again, my, my nephew, like, had the Biggie shirt, the Biggie shirt on. I commented on my, my sister's Facebook. Well, it's cool that he, I know where his loyalty lies in that 90s beef. I'm Tupac all day. And so I will also start this off with Tupac. Um, again, this song is just, I love all Tupac stuff. There's not really a bad Tupac song, but to me, this is just one of the uh, iconic. And um, I'm going to play this. And then at the end of it, I'm going to play a little bit of the version that I sent to the group today. Um, it's a, We'll call it a mashup. So here's that original. Here's Tupac with Hit Him Up. So I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Westside, bad boy killers. No, you know who the realest is, niggas. We bring it to you. First off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Westside, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus, Buffy trying to see me weak, hearts I rip. Vicky Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mark ass bitches. We keep on coming while we running for your juice. Steady gunning, keep on busting at the boots. You know the rules. Little Caesar, go ask your homie how I leave you. Cut your young ass up, leave you in pieces. Now be deceased. Little Kim, don't fuck around with real G's. Quick to snatch your ugly ass off the streets. So fuck peace, I'll let the niggas know it's on for life Don't let the west side ride tonight <laughs> Bad boy murdered on wax and kill Fuck with me and get your caps pill You know, see, grab your blocks when you see Tupac Call the cops when you see Tupac uh, Who shot me but your pumps didn't finish Now you're about to feel the wrath of a menace Nigga, I hit him up Check this out, you motherfuckers know what time it is I don't even know why I'm on this track Y'all niggas ain't even on my level I'ma let my little homies ride on you First off, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. West side when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim. Why does that slap so hard? I don't know, man. Miley and uh, Tupac, like, you know, that sometimes, uh, you know, you, you bring that pop. And then you bring in the hardness behind it. And for some reason, your brain is just registering it as like this pop, fun, feel good stuff. And then it comes in hard and you're just like, "Ooh, that is. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, like, so, like that song is just to me. 
is just one of the greatest diss tracks of all time. Like it is, that is, mm-hmm. I, I would say the standard If like, you're going to do a diss track, like, cause they obliterate bad boy. And so if, yeah. if you're unaware of, um, you know, if you're new to the beef there, basically the beef comes down to Tupac and Biggie. Um, really it's death row versus uh, bad boy, but Tupac and Biggie were the standard bearers for those two companies. And they were at one point friends. They, this and there's there are great movies and documentaries about this beef. Yeah. Great documentary about this. So there are you know ways to learn about this that are much better than myself. But like just like the way they go after everyone on Big Boy or on Bad Boy. I mean like you know Puffy and Lil Kim and obviously Biggie. I mean it's just like yikes. That is yeah. just. Whew. Yeah, Biggie and Tupac, another great documentary, just kind of more on that. Um, But really, this whole thing started because um, if everybody remembers in, I think it was 94, Tupac was actually shot. Like before 50 Cent was getting shot and rapping about it, Tupac Tupac was was shot uh, like five times. And uh, shortly after that, Biggie and Puffy uh, released Who Shot Ya? Um, and what they said it was recorded before Tupac was even shot, but of course, Tupac was kind of like, nah, 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 like you made it about me and I'm not going to go down like that. So then hit him up, came out after that. So yeah, that, that really is what sparked the whole thing. And the crazy thing is, uh, while we all think about Tupac as being West coast, um, Tupac was born in, uh, Brooklyn and, Again, he was like, like you said, friends with Biggie, uh, kind of a mentor in some ways to Biggie. So uh, it's crazy how the whole thing started. But you're right. There really hasn't been a beef like that since, um, you know, if you go to, you know, Drake and Meek or Drake and Pusha T, it's just not to the level of how it felt of Biggie, you know, versus Pac or even, you know, Cube versus um, easy E and, and those guys. So yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. this was like the height of the beef, but also it was like the, the barometer of like, Hey, you just can't get to this level. That's yeah. too far. I mean, know? I will say that, um, exposing someone's secret son, uh, that's bad. It's that, pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, whatever Drake, you know, back to back, just decimated decimating uh yeah. uh meek was bad but like that again the, none of those beefs had um fatalities <laughs> so yeah. like this, this had bodies um and i'm very unfortunate but it, it's again there are so many good documentaries and good uh books and good resources because it, it really is an interesting study of how little things like like you know release t- dates or just like, you know, probably things that were not even said a lot of, you know, he said, she said, you know, telephone games, of telephone, if mm-hmm. those things, a couple things would have gone differently. We could have both of those gentlemen now. And I mean, y- you play the game of, you know, they, their deaths help facilitate maybe a little more peaceful time, but also we lost out on what could have been amazing work. And they both have released so much, since they've died, like, yeah. the, like it's to the point where, like the, the you know the whole conspiracy theory of they're they're both still alive. I mean, I don't believe so, but good lord, like they had like they were in the studio every waking moment because they're still finding new stuff. Like up until a couple of years ago, 
like we have for the love of the game, man. Yeah. Uh, you you got to give it to a lot of these musicians, like even guys like Mac Miller. Now it's like, um, you know, people recorded so much that they have all this extra stuff that was unreleased. And, you know, you, you always hope that it's not just released for a money grab or whatever. And like the music is finished or close to finished or like whoever's releasing it had an idea of what the artist wanted to do. But like at the same time, man, it's, it's, it was, it was my first experience of listening to artists that had passed away after they passed away. And then them talking about stuff that was like, when I die and it was like eerie, you know, and and Pac and Biggie both did that. Like where they were like talking about stuff of like afterlife and when I die. And it's just like, wait, what? Like Dave Chappelle even did a skit on it. Um, where like two, like they were dancing at this club. Yep. Yep. And Tupac was, uh, like Tupac was doing a song or something like that. And it was like, the girl in the white dress right there. And, and they're dancing and looking around like, what he's like right now, like, this is weird. You know, that's a great, um, yeah, that's a great but sketch. yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy feeling, uh, listening to, you know, posthumous, uh, records and, and Pac was like the first one that I really remember that. I mean, and it's kind of crazy too, that like, I just had the thought that, you know, so Pac and Biggie, they really changed the game when it came to mm-hmm. uh, their genre. And in the 90s, you also had Kurt Cobain, who really changed the game. And again, yeah. neither one of them made it out of the 90s. Right. It's kind of wild that like we lost a lot of people in the 90s that without them, music would not be the where it is now. Yeah, because even if they didn't influence uh, the direct artists you're listening to right now, they influenced the artists that influenced the artists that influenced the artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's so Tupac and Biggie still to this day, two of the most influential artists of all time. Yeah. You can argue who's better, but like, I kind of look at it as like um, maybe which one had the better rhyming skill and then which one had more of a cultural impact. Like for me, it's kind of like Tupac had the bigger cultural impact and he was kind of more of a poet uh, versus Biggie kind of like rhymed harder and his flow was just insane. Um, and he still has that like spirit of New York thing in him. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they both just live on way past their life. So it's crazy that they built this legacy and died at that young of an age. Yeah. I mean, they were both, ext- they were both in their twenties, which is just yeah. wild. So, uh, I, I, you know, I've only been to New York one time, but everything I know about New York is, I mean, Biggie, like the name, you know, Biggie Smalls is not that there's not respect for Tupac on the West Coast, but like Biggie, like you said, is the heart and soul of New York. And especially, yeah. you know, in Brooklyn. I mean, the guy is just there are murals of him everywhere for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this yeah. day. So I would argue that that painting of him, um, everybody knows that all I have to say is that painting of him. Yep. It's it's kind of like the new age Mona Lisa in a lot of ways. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. I, th- I think it's very culturally again, like, you know, I'm sure my, my nephew's seen it. He, he's in the sixth grade. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, did not live at any point and during his life yet he goes on. I mean, the fact that like, again, a sixth grader is wearing a shirt that was produced for children of yeah. Biggie Smalls. Yep. You don't have that for like a lot of people. Like, it, like that's no. Yeah. 
And like, it's not like my yeah. sister, like you know, I love my sister, my, my um, brother-in-law, they're not buying like boutique stuff. So that was very commercially sold. Right. Right. So that's, yeah. you know, that's a big testament to, to both them. Yeah, man. All right. So let us go back to the East coast. Let's start yes. on the East coast. So what is our first song from the East coast? So I wanted to go a little bit further back in time um, than our first episode where I kind of stuck into the the early 90s. I wanted to dip into the 80s and you got, you know, people like Grandmaster Flash and Curtis Blow and, you know, Rockham and like all of that coming through here. But like one of the records that I remember and kind of being like that first big East coast hip hop record Mm -hmm. um, that I absolutely loved. And it felt like at that time, it felt like it was the hardest thing that I've ever heard in my life. And uh, I'm talking about rock the bells by LL cool J. Ladies love them. Ladies love them. LL cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody. I don't care. You I excel. They all Gonna sell double L So long, just starving like Marvin for a Cool J song. If you cried, I thought I thought you definitely was wrong. It took a thought, plus a thought, to create a law. Taking off, eating up, now with the Cool J force. Specializing in the rhyming for the record, of course. I'm a tower full of power, wind, rain, and hail. Could create a chance to wreck it with his fingernails. Rock the bell. That song has still the cultural influence of, like, he has his own channel on Sirius XM, Rock the Bells. Like, that yeah. is, like, that, and it's a, it's a great channel. It's definitely on my, my favorite list. But, like, that to me, like, that is, that is hip-hop right there. That is the hip-hop that, like, again, I grew up, you know, born in 83. Like, one of the first kind of hip-hop that I was exposed to was that. And when I yeah. think of, like, old-school hip-hop, like, that is the sound. That boom-bap, like, you know, and that that is just... I mean, oh, it's so good. And, and it's like very East Coast in the sense I, w- I, I kind of missed the mark on how we started last time. So I wanted to go back because you can also hear the influence of literally scratching records, um, which is obviously super hip hop that you don't really hear those things nowadays. Like I was just watching uh, like this is so non hip hop, but I was just watching He's All That. Uh, the uh, the uh, she's all that like remake or whatever. Okay. And okay. Uh, there was a scene where uh, you know uh, you know the principal's talking to the kid and he's like, "Where's all your equipment? The scratching and all that kind of stuff." He's like, "Yeah, I just had this phone." And he's like, "So we just paid you forty five hundred dollars for you to bring your phone?" And he's like, "Pretty much," you know. Um, and that's like kind of what it is. Is like there was all this scratching and like technical ability and stuff like the DJ was as much a part of your hip hop group and your hip hop crew as the actual rappers. 
Oh, for sure. So like, uh, I wanted to bring that because the scratching and stuff like that is just, it's so New York hip hop. It is. It is. I mean, I, I, when I think of that, I think of, you know, artists that again are not even on this list. I think of run DMC. Yeah. I mean, yeah. run DMC, um, just like you can go on the list of like that, that DJ without that DJ. I mean, like even like someone like Jazzy Jeff, like, like you, you have these, you know, these, these folks that, and it's so funny that I think we probably, if I had to think of what, you know, kids these days, them kids would know about scratching. The only thing Mm -hmm. that comes to mind is Phineas and Ferb. uh, When uh, Dushin Schmertz falls down a hill and he falls onto two record players and he has to scratch because like he has glue on his hands and then he has records yeah. on his and like like but like because that is it like you and it's it's funny like you see like you know DJs now like at festivals and they're literally just in front of a laptop now not, I'm not saying that they're not technically sound I'm not saying that they don't right, have talent right, right. they definitely do but like there is definitely an art of actually like like anyone any idiot can just go up to a record and scratch it. But like the art and the the skill that you know people like Jazzy Jeff and you know all, like all these different DJs had, like it is it is not that easy. It looks easy, like but it is they made it look effortless. But it was a lot of work. And I mean, oh god, I like I miss that. Give me yeah. more. Like I would love to go see that. So let me uh, let me shout this guy out. Um, he's a must see. Uh, he graduated, I think, from FAMU, and he's out in L.A. Um, doesn't have enough followers, like 30,000 followers, not nearly enough. And it's at DJ, the letter R, Tistic. Okay. So DJ R T I S T I C. So he legit does spinning and stuff like that. And um, he'll put out these videos um, like sometimes that's how I found him is he put out these videos and it was, it was like literally him scratching for like, you know, two to five minutes or whatever. Um, and it was really cool. So definitely check him out. Like he's, he's an awesome follow when he puts out like his different music stuff. So it's just so nostalgic to see, uh, the scratching you're right. I think the most record scratching that people know is actually the, the the record freeze you know and then i was like what is he doing you know that kind of thing yep it was at this point you know that kind of deal yeah um vinyls coming back so i'm kind of just hoping that at some point scratching comes back because uh man i would kill for like i don't know like uh even drake like i would kill for like drake to get with the dj and just do an album where it's like straight like old school hip hop. Cause I think he's somebody that could kind of pull that off as much as people hate on him. But yeah, um, I don't know, man, it would be really cool to see a D like a DJ that's actually scratching and a rapper kind of get together and do something. You know, honestly, like, and you know, spoiler, he's going to come back up on this list. I can see someone like Kendrick. I can see Kendrick totally that would be doing so that. awesome. I can see Kendrick. Yeah. I can see Kendrick. And also I could, I could see someone like Anderson Pac. Cause he's got yeah. such an old school soul that, yeah. oh man, if I'm putting this, yeah, we're both putting this out of the universe. Bring that Let's, back. Yeah. Bring that oh, back. I need some of that. And uh, the, the funny thing you mentioned, the last thing I wanted to say about rock the bells is you mentioned run DMC. You can literally hear the sound of run DMC in rock the bells. I mean, Rick Rubin had run DMC 
Beastie Boys, and then, you know, the LLs of the world. So you can literally hear the influence. Uh, the biggest difference is where, where, you know, Run DMC and others had the duh, 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 duh. LL Cool J is like rapping, rapping, like yeah. to a different degree. That's a little bit different. It's, it's, it's much more difficult how he was coming at it. Uh, young LL was just a freaking monster. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit different than kind of the, the cadence that you were used to, which I still love uh, from the early eighties uh, New York hip hop. Yeah. And it's also, it's crazy that like LL Cool J, it's another one of these guys that is known not for his, like, at this point moment, not for his music. Like, I, yeah. I, I, like, you know, he, yeah, you're right. he's not known for his music. Ice T is not known for his music. So weird. Like yeah. Snoop, um, like all these guys are like from the eighties and nineties and good for them. Like I'm, I am not yeah. disparaging them whatsoever. Like they are cultural. I got, but like, it's especially like, I love about Ice T and L cool J, but especially Ice T they're known as cops on TV shows. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, that is true. I want to go back in a time machine and be like, go to Ice T and be like, Radry drop cop killer and be like, guess what? In about you will play one. You're gonna be a cop. You're gonna be a cop longer than you are a rapper. Like just putting it out there. Like more people will know you as the guy from SVU than the the guy who's saying cop killer. Just saying Coco's husband. Yeah, that's actually I mean, and and then I show a picture of Coco and be like, Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like I've tons of money and she's my wife. Yeah, I think I'm gonna live with that one. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so Back to the West we go, and okay. this is uh, one of the, the songs that I, I'm adding to the uh, this this version. And again, this, like there are so many songs, both coasts, so many songs. This, this could be a five hour affair, um, yeah. but this one I think you know again had to be you know it was just missed the cut last time. Uh, two guys that I think are amazing, especially uh, I love Nate Dog, but you know got to go. Regulate space. Warren G Nate dog to me. Like this is another classic that like anyone of our age, you put this on at a party and everyone is singing along and it's just good shit. And it just starts off well. So here is regulate. Regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too, but you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel. If you know what I mean, earn you keep It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the Eve so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm since these girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe 
They taking Warren's wealth, they took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up, and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't Just like it's happening in my own town. You think about like some of the music coming out of the West Coast at that time. Um, guys like NWA, which you know they'll be on the list later, and the more aggressiveness, and then you just have that laid back. I mean, mm-hmm. Warren G laid back. Nate Dogg is like he is the sound of Nate Dogg to me is having that seat all the way back in a real big car and yeah. just cruising, like especially on that track, he's just like smooth. Oh, so good. Yeah, I I kind of feel like it's so when I listen to that. And I mean this in the best way possible. It's skating rink rap. So we all went to the skating rink, uh, people of our age, and, um, you know, on a Friday night or whatever, Saturday night. And um, these are the type of things you were skating to, which is probably why I was into West Coast even more back then, um, because I would go to the skating rink. They would play these more like laid back songs. Like East Coast is like, you know, kind of like, where is he at? When am I going to get there? And then like West coast is like, fuck it. I'll get there. You know, it's like, I'll pull up eventually. Yeah, make, exactly. Maybe, it's maybe like, a pit stop or two. I'm just going to cruise in and like East coast is like, I'm going to run up on you. So yeah. they would play more of the West coast songs. And then like kind of more of the, which is not going to be on this list. The more like club type songs, mm-hmm. um, like let me love, love you down and shit like that. But like it was that and it was like a bunch of West Coast. They weren't out there playing, you know, Biggie and and like all of these different East Coast rappers at the skating rink. You know, they're playing the West Coast music. Yeah. No, and I, I just like that that West Coast. I mean, we and it's got that funk. It's got that mm-hmm. just like that that chill vibe. And it's just so amazing that, like, again, like, not that there wasn't variations and differences on the East Coast, but, like, the West Coast just had such, like, stark differences from, mm-hmm. like, your your NWAs. It's just, like, motherfucker. Like, this is it. Like, uh, like in your yeah. face. Where then you have, like, someone like a Snoop and a Warren and Nate. It's just, like, I mean, they're, ta- they're still talking real shit, but it's just, like... You can lose it. You, you can not, like, you kind of focus on the, the, the vibe of it and not, like, listen to the lyrics. Yeah. There's where, a bop to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and just, again, like, you know, that is the song where I can just imagine myself and, you know, a group of people, which is weird you know, these days, a group of people, <laughs> a red solo cup, and you just, like, just kind of nodding your head and you just, you know, doing the awkward white guy, big guy dance, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, shout, shout out to is Fat it- Joe. Yeah. <laughs> This is the type of song that has you feeling reminiscent while you're still in the moment. Yeah. Perfect way. That's a perfect way to, to cannot say it any better than that. All right. So I'm excited for this one. Cause this is another new one to this version uh, by the greatest hip hop group of all time. Andy, take yes. it away. So uh, I was kicking myself because I didn't put them in the last one. But it's because, like, the last one, we had some amazing ones that were very New York. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about, like, New York, you, you always think of kind of the hard stuff and kind of the aggression. Um, but then there's also the part, point of New York. You mentioned the West Coast and, and the G-Funk. So it was kind of that laid back, you know, with the funk music kind of mixed in. But for the East Coast, 
you know, one of the groups, one of the people that brought jazz to, to hip hop, which is really my favorite kind of hip hop mm-hmm. is like you said, uh, in my opinion, the greatest hip hop group of all time. I just love them so much. And let's go back to the Boulevard of London with a tribe called quest. Check the rhyme. Hell yeah. Check Days on the boulevard I landed. We used to kick routines and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine? That we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction. Of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, that's where you're dead wrong. I say that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply the fight was not the man. Cause you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, cause none can test me. I'm just a flat MC who's for three and very brave on top remaining no home training cause I misbehave I come correct in full effect of all my holes in check and before I get the butt the gym must be a wreck you see my aura's positive I don't promote no junk see I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk extremity of rhythm yeah that's what you heard so just clean out your ears and just check the word check the time you know I, I had to let five add the entire thing because like I feel like like he is one of the absolute most criminally underrated MCs of all time. Like Fife or Tip? Uh, Fife. Or both. I mean, Tip. Like Tip is like Tip is very I, I think underrated, but Fife is like he just like, Tip shines so much, and like that, that group signs so much. But like when Fife died, like that was that that hit yeah hard. Yeah. That hit me really hard, and. I mean, yeah, like that, and that album, Low End Theory, the Low End Theory is just that one is, of the greatest albums yeah, of all time. Like, I don't have, own that on vinyl. I will. I'm making that a promise that I, I will fix that. But like, that is, oh, that entire thing. That is a no skip. And we talked, yeah. I, I hate to re- keep referencing the, the lost episode, but uh, one of the things I want to do in a very new episode, in a very soon episode, is perfect albums. That's yep. a perfect album. That is on the list of like albums, no skips. There is nothing, no critiques. Like it is just perfect. And that is definitively one of those albums. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, just quick shout out to Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. Uh, my favorite hip hop documentary of all time. Documentary. There we go. I don't know where I was going there. I, I'm documentarian, um, I think, but I, I've actually not seen that. I've, I've, I have. Oh my god! It's on the list of things I have not seen it. I really want. I'm to. so excited for you then, because it's literally like, yeah, it's 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 to me this one and Straight Outta Compton are like the two greatest musical like, you know, 
movies or documentaries, documentaries. I'm, I'm making it sound all fancy. Documentaries. Um, ever. But uh, yeah, the thing that here, here's the thing that's interesting. So with the tribe called quest, they have what feels sometimes very West coast because it wasn't necessarily hard, mm-hmm. but it was, um, it was jazzy. It was smooth, everything like that. But again, jazzy is very um, East coast in nature and you can hear the difference in Warren G kind of rapping laid back. And like I said, just fuck it. I'll get there versus like a, a five dog who, while it's smooth in nature, he's also rapping with a purpose to get somewhere. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. So I, I totally you can agree. hear that in there and don't think of it as just a laid back is West coast aggressive is, is East coast in terms of like the sound. There's also the flow and how they're delivering the lines and you can hear that difference. That's why, you know, Warren G next to five dog is like a perfect, you know, uh, combination of, of seeing the different styles of East coast and West coast, even though they both might sound similar to you. You know, I, I totally agree. I think you could almost sum it up as like in New York, Every New Yorker is walking somewhere with a purpose. Yes. Like they are, yes. they are moving. They, they are going, they're going. Where in LA, like one, you, you can't go that far because, you know, depending on where you are, but also everything's more laid back. Everything is more yep. because you, you could blame it on the weather. You could blame it on the people, but it's, it's very much. And also I, I, I think you listen to the beat behind uh, regulate and it, it's more of like a, I want to say electronic, but like a, a new school feel to it where, tribe like that sounds like they just found an old jazz record or they found yeah. some old jazz musicians and q-tip did <laughs> yeah and, and so, so it's very much like a like you know I, you know new york is it's older it is an older you know entity as in itself where la and compton was it feels a newer vintage thing. Yeah. yeah so like and so it like it, it's there's such a dichotomy of the two and not saying that either one you know is better but like i think you nailed on that you know really you know nail on the head there that you can really that difference. It's the same, it's the same book, but they're on two different pages, but they complement each other very well. And there was I a don't happy know where you sit on this, but um, I like the, the West coast better simply because um, I'd prefer to move in a West coast style, but inside my brain is very East coast yeah. where, where it's like chaos and, and moving and stuff like that. But I like to feel the West Coast and kind of the laid back vibe, and it doesn't feel like people are pressing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I understand. Like I, I wish I could l- live that West Coast life, where like that's what I want. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. My brain is like completely East Coast. Like <laughs> go, like <laughs> yeah, go, go, go. And like again, like it's not a bad thing because you know get shit done. And yep. you know, you know, as as but as you know, no, I mean everyone was clamoring to have, you know, two 30 something, you know, white guys talk about the, the, you know, this, but like to me, like it, it, it's that, 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 that go that, like, you know, we have to have that, that drive, but like, I would just love to have that, that loose kind of laid yes. back, but also like, like uh, to me, it is more of indicative of like the times, like New York in the nineties and the late eighties, early nineties, it was very, you know, it was a grimy city. It was a city that mm-hmm. was dirty and you wanted to get places because it, was, it wasn't as safe. Where New York, I mean, L.A. wasn't like it was super safe, but like it was just like, in the, the day, like it's California. 
Like right. you don't have like in New York half a year, you want to get from where you got, you know, point A to point B because it's cold as shit or the weather's terrible where the weather's not that bad ever in LA. So you're like, yeah. fuck it. Like if it takes me an extra hour to get there, like that's cool. Like we're yeah, good. East coast fans of like sports, for instance, are showing up early and on time, you know, yeah. and they're ready to go at that point. Yeah. Like West coast. They're like, again, we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, like it might be like the second quarter, but you know, Maybe the first, yeah, 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 exactly. the first half, but like, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll get there when we need to. Yeah. Yep. I respect that. <laughs> I, I believe do. me. Like, I wish I could respect that, but like my East coast brain is like, motherfucker, I need to get there 15 minutes early. I need to get there. Right. Oh, like, I am. Yeah. I'm the worst. No, um, so I hear you there. All right. So back to the, to the, to the West, um, same artist, different song off of, uh, the album. Going to go Snoop Dogg. Because again, like West Coast, you really, there, there is some things you can't, you know, you can't not hit. Snoop is one of them. Uh, and like this song, like, again, like this album is, I remember someone, I think his name, her name was Kendra. I was in like second grade. Kendra Lamar. There we go. And uh, Kendra, she brought in the tape and the tape had very graphic at the time cartoon that awoken things. I'm like, Ooh, wait a minute. That's, that's, that's right. And she got in trouble and like, they asked like who else saw it. And I, I raised my hand cause I was truthful and I got talking to like, that is bad. That is bad music. And I'm like, well now I want to fucking watch it and look at it. Right. Yeah. Listen to it. Like that's the opposite of what you should ever do to a child. Like, like, Oh, you want to listen to it? Go ahead. Well, now I don't want to. Nope. They went the exact opposite way. So it felt like porn. It, oh, I remember it so seeing did. the cover. I felt like I had seen something that I certainly was not supposed to see, mm-hmm. but it felt good. And I, I wanted to immediately yeah. listen to the music when I saw the cover of the album. I, it's almost to go off on a completely different. I wish that my brain could go back to that time when like, I thought that was the hottest thing in the world. And that yeah. was the most risque thing I've ever seen because I wrote up on the internet and <laughs> right. It's like, different now. Like that is fucking, I would show that to my, like my, my sixth, you know, grade uh, nephew. Like there, there you go. Cause I'm sure he's seen dramatically yeah. worse. Um, and I was like, wait, am I attracted to cartoon animals? Say, like I, what's going on am here? Am I a furry? And then a space jam would come out and it would be confirmed. <laughs> yeah, but it just blew the doors open. It's like, yeah, Lola. All right, so here we go. Here is Who I Am, What's My Name by Mr. Snoop Dogg. Back to the black Snoop Doggy Dog Monkey at the 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 dock Went solo on that ass, but it's still the same Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me But don't lose your grip Nine trips ain't the years in for me to fuck up shit So I ain't holding nothing back And motherfucker, I got five on the 20 track It's like that and as a matter of fact Cause I never hesitate to put a nigga on his back Yeah, so keep out the manuscript You see that it's a must we drop gangsta What's the motherfucking name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
points that was brought up was that like that is clearly clearly influenced heavily and brought to you by p-funk george clinton and yes. parliament funkadelic which shout out to them oh fucking like that funk is already on the list of, of genres that need to be covered on this podcast because i love p-funk um mm-hmm. i was introduced to p-funk uh, i think a lot of people of uh, my uh skim tone uh from the movie pcu with uh okay i thought you were gonna say nba jam i mean nba jam was definitely but like (laughs) um like there's a performance so it is a movie set in the the late 90s uh it is a like a college uh that is like in the the east coast that's supposed to be pc it's very politically correct um Mm -hmm. and like looking back at it now it's a problematic movie but it's got jeremy piven and a young john favreau a with a with who has dreadlocks which is just our braids but at the very end of it, you, you get George Clinton and P Funk, and like, it, it, not, it sounds like nothing in the world. Like one of the, the right. kind of the shticks of the band is like they're from another planet. You can listen to that mm-hmm. and be like, "Yep, yeah, that's exactly what they're, they are not from this earth," and I'm awesome with it. Like, I mean, George Clinton, Bootsy Collins, the guy in the diaper. Yes. Like, I mean, it is just like, it's insane, it, but it's man. so amazing. Like, I love. Like, I would. I have. You know, I don't. Is George Clinton still with us? Do we still have George, George Clinton? He is still alive. Okay. I would, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's, he's still touring or not, but I would, that's a show that like, if I had that magical yeah. time machine where I could go, like I would go like to the peak and go to that and just experience. That's not music that you listen to. That's music you experience live. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's man. He's 80. Okay. He's 80 now. Okay. And honestly, I thought he was old in like the early nineties. So, (laughs) so it's, it's wild. Um, He's just kind of aged to the same, but he's just got this look and he was this character and the music just felt like, like you said, kind of like um, it was like uh, you were, it, it was like you were in space, but it was very psychedelic and, um, it clearly was the like leading force into influencing, um, you know, nineties hip hop, G funk, you know, all that stuff. And G funk, I don't know. There's something about the bop to it and just kind of the, the feel of it. It's very like anthemic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it feels, it feels like you're, it feels anthemic, but it also feels like you're at a cookout. Oh, for sure. I, I, I agree. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. The thing about that is just, it's, but yeah, again, like, and you know, obviously, you know, P Funk is something that both Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre you know, were big fans of, and I think that this was definitely a gateway for a lot of people because a lot of people are like, "What is that insane beat? What? Is, where is that from?" And I'm yeah. sure you know, if you go back and listen, you know, and like you know, look at when this came out, the sales of George Clinton were probably you know spiked a bit because that is just. Uh, chef's kiss so yeah so yeah, that like, my pick is like you listen to you know doggy style but also if you have never listened to george clinton like do yourself a favor because also the guy's got a massive discography like between yeah, st- yeah, studio and live albums like listen to it all yeah and get and listen drugs. to it on a you know sunny day yes or whatever and just like let it play yes. uh you might run up into a song that's like 25 minutes don't be scared of it no just roll. 
if you if you have ever thought like man like jam music like you know the grateful dead seems like a bit of a chore um try this try funk yeah like um because it's you know same same heart just different flavor and yeah goddamn it's good makes you happy hell so, yeah it does you know um i love that i love that pick um Man, we are going to take a hard left here. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but still, greatness <laughs> going to greatness. Yes, yes. So, um, I wanted to, these two are the two most important single New York rappers of all time, agreed, in my opinion. Agreed. So, getting them both on one track is pretty crazy that it did actually happen. Um, it's, it's crazy because it's a song that's held in high regard, but I also feel like it's a song that there's a ton of people that have never been introduced to it or heard it. So that's why I wanted to bring it out of the woodworks. So anytime you can get Jay-Z and Biggie on one track and it's literally called Brooklyn's finest had to bring it out. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm reloaded. You motherfuckers think you big time? Fucking with Jay-Z, you gonna die big time. Here come the pain. Jigga, bigger, bigger, nigga, how you figure? Yeah, 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 hey, yo, peep the style and the way the cap sweaters. Uh-huh. The number one question is can the feds get us? Uh-huh. I got vendettas and dice games against uh-huh. ass betters and niggas who pump wheels and drop jettas. Take that with you. Hit you, back split you. Uh-huh. Fuck fits, fights, and lame scuffles. Uh-huh. Pillowcase to your face, make the shell muffle. Shoot your daughter in the calf muscle. Uh-huh. Fuck a tussle, nickel plated. Sprinkle coke on the floor, make it drug related. Uh-huh. Most haters can't uh-huh. fade it. Uh-huh. While y'all pump with uh-huh. me, I run up and stunt silly. Uh-huh. Scared, so you sent your little mans to come kill me. Uh, but on the contrary, I packed the Mac Millie, squeezed off on him, left the paramedics breathing soft on him. What's your name? Who shot you? My ties like Sinatra. Uh, Peruvians tried to do me in. I ain't paid them yet. Trying to push 700s, they ain't made them yet. Rolex and bracelets, frostbit. Rings too, niggas riding away, call me igloo sticks. Who? Where you from? Brooklyn, going out for all. I, mean, I just had to look at it like that. So that album came out in 1996. Yeah, reasonable doubt. It's a fucking like album. Like it's a great one. You've got, you know, that song. You've got uh, Foxy Brown's on that. Uh-huh. Memphis Bleak is on that. Like it's it's a great great album, and it just shows the the depth of the discography of Jay Z. Um, even though I said I wasn't going to try to reference the the, uh, the previous podcast, one of the things we talked about, and one of the things I want to bring up because it's actually it's something that it's a bone I have to pick with TikTok. So we talked about how I really love Jay Z, and that one of his my favorite albums, probably my favorite album from him, is actually one of his newer albums, Four Forty Four. Four Forty Four. Yeah. So we talked about the uh, the story of OJ, and how like that's an amazing song, that is an amazing video. We talked about how there's a great reaction video of a father and son, which I rewatched after. And you fucking <laughs> like, I just said father and son nailed who it was like, like the, the man's a savant. India is a savant. 
So I was rewatching that and like, so it entered my brain again. And then I'm a TikTok as I am a lot. Um, if you want to get on that insane train, you, you add me on TikTok and you'll, you'll be, I'm known as a TikTok terrorist. I think that was uh, one of Daniel Solarzo's uh, names for me or someone in my life that I've sent too many TikToks to, but there's a new trend of using a snippet of the story of OJ when like the, the line is, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. Okay. And like, I understand that TikTok does that with sounds. But like to me, like that's a song where like, do we really need to use that? Like, do we have Probably to? Probably like, not. Because like, that's a very serious song. Like that is a song that is like, again, uh, and this will all be in the show notes on, on Twitter. Like that song has got such deep meaning. That is a yeah. deep and heavy song. It's let's, again. let's not, you know, use that for TikTok. There are other songs that have okay in it that we can use. Let's stay away from the, the story of OJ guys. Like, come on, let's, <laughs> let's, let, let's do something else, please. Yeah. And also, if you're looking for that reaction that he was talking about, so we do call it out uh Buckethead nation and it's a dad it's a dad and his son. So it's really cool um, because it was like kind of the young kid being able to talk about, or, or just kind of like being in the space of now versus kind of the, the older man who's lived a life already and has far more experiences. So it's going to hit him harder than it, you know, necessarily hits the kid but it's this bonding moment that's freaking incredible yeah. that, you know, I wish to at some point have uh, with my kid where we can bond over a song and maybe how I'm thinking about it might be, you know, differently than how he's thinking about it, but we can kind of bring those things together and kind of have a moment, you know? Oh, for sure. And it is, if you've not heard the song, one, um, wear headphones if you're somewhere public because it yeah, is it yeah yeah watch the music video yeah. actually like yeah like watch the like, and I again like that'll be in the show notes like both the video and the reaction but like the video it, to me is like it's a great song the video is so powerful and it is yeah. like music videos are, are something that have definitely have gone a little bit of the way of the dodo where like you have music videos but like they're really not as relevant you don't see them on like an MTV which again is a, you know an old fart you know thing to say but this music video was completely and utterly intentional with a style. Yep. And it's just, it is so like visceral. And I, again, like it is, it is talk, talking about a subject that I will not, I will never know, understand firsthand, but I can understand how, you know, from the video itself, but also just knowing what I know about the struggles of the black community. Like it is, it was powerful. It, it, it came out of nowhere. Like it just, and the first time I saw it is I saw the video before I heard the song. It was like, wow. And yeah. this is in, you know, I don't want to say he's old, but like, you know, this is like in his later stages of his career and good Lord, like it got people talking and it's just powerful. Yeah. And, I, I want more of this genre yes. that I'm just going to call dad rap. Yep. Um, because it's, it's spitting game. It's talking about things, you know, it's about experiences. Hip hop is so young. Um, it literally hip hop's like, only slightly older than I am yeah. like, you know, not by much at all. Like 1980 was like the message came out and that was really kind of the start of things. 
So you didn't have like older people because as you got older, like you would just fade out of hip hop and then the new person would come in. So Jay-Z is one of those dudes that was able to get older with hip hop. So we've been able to take some of those experiences. So that's what I'm excited about is, is guys like hopefully J Cole and Kendrick and hell, even Drake, um, you know, some of these people, if they start to talk about the things that are legit happening in their life and they're, you know, starting to get late thirties and stuff like that and into the forties, I'm very excited about that. There's something about reasonable doubt, like, and the song we just played where you can hear Jay-Z's style was different. You can hear the hunger. You can hear how it felt like he was more in the streets at that point or was you know, just out of the streets versus like listening to 444, uh, which is completely different. It's a different style, but like he's talking about, he's spitting game to these younger kids and he's talking about his life and talking about things that, you know, he's experiencing. So yeah. I'm really hopeful that we start to get, um, you know, more of these mainstream artists um, that grow with it and they can't, be pushed out so that all of a sudden they start talking about things and people, you know, start listening to that. That's why 444 is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. No, is it's, because it's great. You don't get that. And I want more of it. Yes, you know, I, I completely agree. And I think it's just, and people, I, I remember one of the, the things where people, because the, the song again, and please listen to it, please watch it is talking about like how, doesn't matter where who you are, how much money, like you are still, if you're a black person in America and people thought, Oh, well, you know, it was Jay-Z complaining. Like he's a billionaire, like he's legit a billionaire. He's married to Beyonce and all this <laughs> stuff. But like, again, like, like, yeah, but he's still a black man in America. Like he's right. still like, I mean, end of the day, like he's like one of the most powerful people in entertainment, still black man in America. So, um, yep. but and that's why you're totally right. Like him using his voice and you know others that are older, these elder statesmen, and like not like you know like, like Jay Z's like probably pushing fifty, so he's not that old. Like it, I really hope he keeps on making yeah. this kind of music because I fucking love it. Um, but people like push you back in the day. People would push you out of like as soon as you were pushing thirty or a yeah. little over, you like you were getting pushed out of hip hop. You yeah. know, and it's like oh go do something else. Go go be an actor. Go do go do the Ice Cube or. Or, you know, LL Cool J, Ice-T, hip-hop's a young man's game, and all that kind of stuff. And because it's so young, it was just kind of like, that's that's how it was. Same thing like with punk music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so cool that it's it's there's so many different things going on that you can hear a 444 from Jay-Z. But, yeah, Jay-Z, uh, Biggie huge moment for them to be on the same track together. Yeah. Like crazy. So fantastic. Back on to the West. One of the uh, absolute, like, again, another left turn because you have, you know, that, you know, that, that East coast hustle, you know, we're going into, to me, like, you know, what a lot of people would call gangster rap, but it is that more that raw, that rawness, that realness that of the, of the you know, West coast of the nineties. And the NWA NWA to me is just one of those most, they're an influential group. I put them on the level of like influence again, maybe not the same yeah. level of like overall, but like 
they had a, like a cultural impact, much like the Beatles, as in they yeah. changed the game. They changed hip hop. They were they came out and they're like, we are angry. We are we want you to feel the music we're making. We want you to feel from where we're coming from. And yeah. I, you know, again, story that I told the, the, the lost episode is that I, when I was um, in, in California in 02, 02 to 04, I went to Compton and done LA. And this is, you know, this is like, Oh three, I believe it was when I was there. I could still like, I mean, riding around Compton at, at that point, like with someone who's from there, like, okay, count the number of cop cars that are there. And it was out, just overwhelming. Like yeah. just in that, that hour I was there, like, okay, I get the smallest little sliver of why. And just, you know, talking to people that were there back in the nineties. And so this song, and this song is pretty fucking relevant to, you know, to this day. I think the song, like, you know, you, you can hear this song and uh, it's still a sentiment that uh, I think a lot of people would uh, get behind. So here is NWA with Fuck the Police. Right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Dre residing. In the case of NWA versus the police department, prosecuting attorneys are MC Red, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Order, order, order. Ice Cube, take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help your black ass? You goddamn right. But won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail, we can go toe-to-toe in the middle of a cell. Fucking with me because I'm a teenager with a little bit of gold and a pager. Searching my car, looking for the product. Thinking every nigga is selling narcotics. You'd rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape. And when I finish, bring the yellow tape to tape off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed up bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Search a nigga down and grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, without a gun, it can't get none. But don't let it be a black and a white one. Cause they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. You will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform. Just cause I'm from the CPT, punk police are afraid of me, huh? A young nigga on the warpath, and when I finish, it's gonna be a bloodbath of cops dying in LA. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. I mean, just like, again, that's, I mean, that's on the, you know, that, that's, in the Smithsonian, literally in the Smithsonian, is, is that album as it should be, and it's just. If I'm teaching any kind of history of hip hop, like it, that has to be on it. That's that's a, a complete landmark, a, a landmark album to me. Like you know, in the '90s, you had things like Nevermind. That is yeah. the Nevermind of of hip hop because it it changed things. It was a different direction, um, and it just. Oh, so amazing. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, they're the most important hip hop group of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying best or favorite oh, or no, anything like, like I that, completely but agree. I, th- I think they're the most important ones because, you know, again, hip hop was and it was very fun. 
Um, and there was a lot of things happening that people didn't know because uh, the news stations weren't covering it. And uh, there was no internet. So you didn't know what was happening. And then you have these rappers come out and, you know, take a music that's starting to get bigger and really kind of tell their story. And so you could feel it. You could feel the emotion. You could feel it. You could see how Ice Cube was going to become, you know, uh, really good at what he does now in terms of all of the movie stuff, because he could really just kind of tell a story like no other yep. um, at that point. And again, he brought the emotion out of you, which ultimately what hip hop is supposed to be is it's supposed to give you some sort of a feeling, some sort of emotion. It, whatever that emotion is, hip hop's supposed to bring that out. Well, that's absolutely what NWA did. They were telling their story and they were bringing that story to other people because that happened. And that was like the first slice of like, you know, I'm used to like crisscross and fresh prints and like this happens. And I'm like, whoa, like there's a bunch of other stuff that I didn't realize is going on. And so that's why that's so important. Um, is because, you know, it showed a lot of people, you know, what was going on and they didn't know it was happening. And then boom, Rodney King happens yep. and it's like, whoa, the same shit they were rapping about. Now we have actually seen it happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, 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 yeah, I think it's just important in history in general. Yes. Like not even just like hip hop history or anything uh, like, like that. Cultural history. I think that is. Yeah. And I, like, gonna, I will yeah. play this album with my kid and and like if he's like whoa like i can then be like well here's what was going on at that time frame or we could just show straight out of compton which is that thing should have won you know an oscar in my opinion oh a hundred percent thousand percent i'm assuming for, no, for nothing more than like the fact that like again i'm i they say those ice cube son I think they have a time machine and that he's got ice cube. Right. Like, like yeah. shout out to O'Shea. He's awesome. Fucking just chilling. But yeah, I mean, I was actually going to reference the fact that you had, you know, this album come out straight out of Compton and Rodney King happened in such short time periods yeah. together that it was, yeah, it was very much an awakening for white America. Like everyone outside of LA, like, Oh shit. Like, I mean, and I mean, I'm not going to say what it stands for, but we all know what NWA stands for. I mean, and, yeah. and that, I mean, just that, was already like whoa and then like you know straight out of compton like that was the song that we, we played like the opening track this song like it is they just... got the president of the united states to acknowledge it yeah that's how big it was because like again no internet anything like that nope. for the president to come out and have like a press conference and and then all of a sudden the parental stickers and all of these things that kind of uh came from that it just shows you how culturally and historically it's just such an important moment in time. Yeah. And the, the fact that like, uh, fuck the police was not getting airplay. Like, and like, that's the thing. Like no. they were not getting airplay yet. It spread everywhere. Like I remember like, yeah. I, I don't obviously, I wasn't listening to this when it first came out, but like mm -hmm. I knew who NWA was to a certain point and I was a little, I heard you know, about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it like it was, it was, again, we all went through this where there was, those movies and music, um, you know, even like Black Sabbath or whatever. Like, I remember like my dad being like, no, you can't have this to my brother, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what NWA straight out of Compton was, where it's like this thing where it's like, 
we don't want you to be exposed to this um, kind of thing. And we don't, we don't want you to, you know, see this and literally, yeah, it's just, it's just huge. It's massive. Do you want, do you want a nice rapping uh, chipmunks album instead? They're right. fresh. You want MC hammer. Yeah. They're you know? dope. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, yeah, that's, Oh God. Yeah. That's another, we have another fun, like, you know, what was the mainstream like MC hammer and vanilla ice, uh, you know, yeah, I was this. into all that. So I oh, get yeah. it. Oh yeah. You know? All right. So we are going to swiftly go back to the East coast. Okay. Um, to someone again, like I think it's, I, I, I think it's a lot of hate. I don't know necessarily hate, but uh, I think it's just, you know, discounted, but amazing. And this is a great song. Mm-hmm. Wildly underrated. Um, again, this is somebody that has been in the game and doing it for a long time. He took a large break, came back, dropped an amazing album, Extinction, Extinction Level 2. Um, but we're going to go to Peak Busta Rhymes. And shout out to James. Uh, this is uh, one of his picks, and it's an amazing song. It's Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. Hell yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Flip mode. We come. About to fucking explode. Flip mode. Bust a bus. Nine seven. Hot shit. Check it out. Hit you with no delays of what you saying, yo. Silly with my nine milli with the dilly, yo. When I be on the mic, yes, I do my duty, yo. While up in the club like we while in the studio. You don't wanna violate, nigga, really and truly, yo. My main thug, nigga, named Julio. He moody, yo. Type of nigga that'll slap you with the Tulio. Bitch, nigga, scared to death, act fruity, yo. Fuck that, look at shorty, she a little cutie, yo. The way she shake it make me wanna get all in the booty, yo. Top mistress at the banging bitches and videos. While I'm with my freak like we up in the freak shows. Hit you with the shit, make you feel it all in your toes. Hot shit, got all you niggas in wet clothes. Styling my metaphors when I formulate my flows. If you don't know, you fucking with lyrical player pros. Do like you really that. wanna party with me? Let me see, is what you got for me. Put all your hands with my eyes to see. Straight buck wildin' in the place to be. If you really wanna party with me, let me see, is what you got for me. Put all your hands with my eyes to see. Straight buck wildin' in the place to be. If you really wanna party with me. Ain't got we trust. What? Yo, it's a must that you heard of us. Yo, we murder us. Uh. A lot of niggas is wondering and they curious. I me and my niggas do it. It's so mysterious. Furious. All of my niggas are serious. Shook niggas right. be walking around so, hearing us. So, again, we're going to go back to something that I think that was in the last episode that I think is worth the time to take. Um, yeah. So we were talking. Like, I think we talked about Buster Rhymes in the last episode. We may, I think we played that song. And then we, you had talked about the fact that he released an album in 2020 which I was aware of, but had not listened to. And you had talked about, and I'm going to ask you to rehash that because I think yeah. that is something that like, that is one of the biggest things, the criminal acts of the, the last episode. So I will let you go into it while I'm finding that song. Yeah. So, um, bust is somebody that literally has gone back to a tribe called quest with, uh, you know, scenario. Um, and he's been doing it for that long. And then he takes this huge break and you're wondering like what he's got left. So I'm playing the playing the album and everything like that. And uh, I go off to lunch. Um, I get myself a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Love them. Um, pull into a parking lot, you know, because I want to eat it. And uh, this song comes on. And literally. 
Like I start tearing up and crying while I'm eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich because the passion uh, that Busta Rhymes kind of raps on this song with just it, it hit me and it was very relevant. It's crazy because we're talking about, you know, we just talked about NWA and, and what it meant, you know, in, in the history of things like, I don't know, man, this one, this one just hit me and the song was called freedom um, off the new album. And it, like I said, yeah, it made me tear up, man. All right, so we're gonna play a little bit of this song cause I think it is worth it. So here is freedom. Buster's voice, like, it's obviously the same, but it's definitely old. He's older. And, like, the pain, the absolute yeah. pain. Because, like, in my mind, like, I don't equate Busta to, like, like really serious stuff. Like, I, I you know, right, I think of, like, right. you know, Break Your Neck and, uh, you know, Scenario. And, but, like, that song like is just, like, there's just such pain and emotion that. That's why it caught me off guard. Yeah. Man. Like, that is, like, DMX level pain and emotion. Yeah. And yeah. oh, it's so good. So you know, again, that'll be in the show notes because we that's so good. Now I'm making an executive decision on the fly because uh, looking at a time where we're gonna we're just gonna mention our last pick of uh, the, the our, our respective okay. coast, and then we're gonna yeah, go yeah. into our uh, pick of the future. So my my last pick is um, you know the. I wanted to go something kind of fun, but I think someone who I think is just really fun of the West Coast. So I picked uh, "I Wish" by Skilo. Yes, me, like, that is just like, uh, and that'll be on the playlist. To me, that is just a fun, a fun West Coast song. Um, you know, my my wife knows every word of that song, which I think is super impressive. One of the many reasons I love her. So yeah, "I Wish" by Skilo. What was your last pick? Uh, all right. So this was a James one. And uh, this is very New York. It's bringing gangster rap and then bringing it to radio play. We're talking 50 Cent. We're talking Hate It or Love It. 
Hell yeah. And, and, and 50 Cent, like, and like you have 50 Cent, the game, try, you know, Tony Yayo, um, Young Buck, and it just, it's a great, great song. Yeah. I, again, G Unit was nothing to sleep on, you know, G, 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 G Unit. Um, yes. So my pick of the future, my pick of the current is I am encompassing two in one because I can do that because I'm sweet like that. So uh, Kendrick Lamar, it to me is, could go down arguably as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. He has had an amazing run. He has not had a miss yet. Every nope. album is absolutely amazing. To Pimp a Butterfly is, to me, on the perfect album list. Damn is an amazing album. Like every single album is like if you had to rate it, which I'm not, you know, I'm not needle drop over here, but like it's a nine <laughs> or better to me. Shout out to Fantana. Best teeth in the game. Um, but like he like so like all of his albums are great. So when they announced that they were doing a Black Panther movie, I was like, fucking give give it to Kendrick Lamar. And apparently they listened to me. Some random white guy in Cleveland, because they did. They gave he was the musical director of it. And he put together this song, which all the music in the, the, the you know is equated to the you know a part of the movie. What I love about this is this is about Killmonger. This is about like when he takes over. Uh, so this has both Kendrick Lamar and it has another person I think is up and coming, J Rock. Uh, this was my favorite tracks of that year. I think it's 2018. So here is King's Dead. Miss me with that bullshit. bullshit. You ain't really wild, you a tourist. tourist. I be blacking out with the purest. I made a hundred thousand, I freaked it. I, freaked it. I made five hundred thousand, I freaked it. I bought an 87 for the weekend. the weekend. This ain't what you want, this ain't what you want. This ain't what you want, this ain't what you want. What you want. And it's like that little bitch, MVP, I don't get no sleep, no, I don't like that little bitch, bust that open, I want that ocean, yeah, that bite back, little bitch, do it bite back, little bitch, need two life jacks, little bitch, I ain't gon' hold ya, I ain't gon' pressure, never control ya, I ain't gon' front ya, keep it 100, I don't know ya, boss like top dog, boss my life up, crossing over, started stepping, got a hall of fame and all my poster, I've been ready, my whip been ready, my bitch been ready, my click been ready, my shit's been ready, my checks been ready, my shots on full, that's all I'm getting, I got pull, I hope y'all ready, my tank on full, you know unleaded, I gotta go get it, 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 my name gon' hold up, my team gon' hold up, my name gon' hold up, my team gon' hold up, my shots gon' fire, my team gon' roll up, my Nazi twice, my queen gon' roll up, I hope y'all ready, you know I'm ready, I rain all day, you know confetti, I gotta go get it, 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 miss me with that bullshit, you're not a gang member, you're a tourist, I love that line. You're not a gang member. You're a tourist. A tourist, yeah. Fucking like that is a <laughs> sick burn if I've ever heard one. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that song. I think Amazing. that is. I mean, and you still have Future and you have James Blunt on there. Uh, Future doing some weird ass shit when he goes high pitch. But, you know, um, just so good. And again, Kendrick to me is I, the sky's limit on him. The sky's limit on him. The fact that like, again, like my, I remember when, when, uh, DNA came out. My wife woke me up out of sleep. Like you have to listen to new Kendrick mm-hmm. and, and it's just so good. And he's amazing live performer. And like, he is just someone that he's one of those performers that I'm going to look back at at the, at the end of my life when I'm looking at music. Cause I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad did that. Um, he, you know, talked about one of the last conversations of all the music that he got to see. And yeah. Kendrick is going to be on that list of like, I yeah. got to live in a time with Kendrick Lamar. Cause I think he's going to change music much like 
your Rolling Stones, your Beatles, your Bruce Springsteens. I think he, honestly, he could be the Bruce Springsteen of this generation. He's top five hip hop artist all time for me personally. Yeah. So, and that might be a little hot takey, but like to some people, but if you look at it, uh, a lot of people will have people, no offense to Biggie or Pac, uh, but they've only got a few albums. Kendrick's got like literally four to five albums that, again, zero misses. Um, like, dude only drops classics and gets Pulitzers and, and you know, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like he's, if he's not top five for you, I think uh, top ten's the the furthest you can go. Agreed. Um, and yeah, he's he's incredible, and he's not done yet. So nope, he's just getting started. Just scary. All right. So, what is your pick of the current slash future? Okay. Um, so when going to newer New York, now this isn't like new new. This was 2015, but at the same time, it's new comparatively to what we were talking about. And um, ASAP Rocky is one of the, um, you know, leaders of the New York hip hop, if you will. Um, can't wait till he finally drops another album, which I believe is coming sometime soon, uh, either later this year or early 2021. So we went originally with something else, but this hook's crazy. ASAP brings it. So let's go every day by ASAP Rocky featuring Rod Stewart. The, featuring Rod Stewart. That's all I got to say. That's amazing. <laughs> every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine, waiting here to find the sign that I can understand. Yes, I am. So every day I spend my time feeling fine waiting here to find the sign that I should take it slow off again did he go to another dimension my mind body soul in prison my Probably going ballistic, but listen, I'm missing a couple of screws. They ain't never do drilling, Drew. You've been sipping away at the truth. Double side of wisdom with do, do, do. Rolling, do, hit, switch, rolling, this, blowing, kisses to the bitches, holding biscuits. What's the fitness? Beat the system, go to business, blow the sentence, go to prison, go to church, and pray the Father, Lord, forgive us. And only God can judge me. Yeah, he don't like no ugly. I look so fucking good, most likes are fucking buddy. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I know I plead the I tell her holla if you need some dick. The devotion is getting hopeless, but hold it. I'm getting closest. My soul is, I'm seeing ghosts. The solo is now a poet. Hypnosis, open those no potions. Adjusting to the motions and getting out of my Every emotions. Every day I spend my time drinking And like his flow is so different. Um, I mean, we, we the last episode we played fucking problem and that yeah. is completely different than that it's so different but it's so good um yeah asap is great and i, I will say it again this episode um i love asap rocky don't get me wrong asap ferg i think is underrated um yeah definitely love asap ferg plain jane goes hard yeah but asap rocky is again i i, I bring this up because i love the woman but like my wife is a hip-hop fan but she's a hip-hop fan that like very specific hip-hop but only really really good hip-hop um she was like she, a couple of years ago. She's like, man, when's the new ASAP Rocky coming out? I'm like, we, like we, I don't know what we we're talking about, but it was not that. It was just like out of the blue, like, 
It's like, yeah. oh, oh, shit, I, I don't know. Let's find out. But, but it's just, he is someone that is just, if you are a fan of, of like really good hip hop, he is someone that is, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, love him to death. He's uh, alternative hip hop, experimental. Yes. Um, he's not afraid to try things that others would say sounds crazy. So like Rod Stewart. I, I like people like that, that kind of push the boundaries. So shout yeah. out to ASAP. hundred percent. All right. And so this next one, this last is going to be like our pick from the opposite coast. Um, it's not much I can say about this person because I just think that they're absolutely amazing. Um, you know, they are part of one of the greatest groups of all time and then went on to have an amazing solo career. Um, you know, Wu Tang was for the children and is for yes. the children. Um, you know, Dirt McGirt, the old dirty Chinese yes. restaurant, big baby uh, Jesus, big baby Jesus. You know, the ODB, the old dirty bastard. Uh, this is the probably the first song I, I heard of his. Um, I remember a friend of mine had this and I borrowed this tape um, and CD. So it is a classic. So give me some uh, shimmy shimmy ya. Yeah. Oh fuck you! Can't even sing. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who tank the love, he's on the swamp. Rain on your college ass, just so dumb. Well, you didn't even touch my skill. You gotta go through one killer B, and he ain't gonna kill now. Chop that down, pass her all around. Lyrics get hard, quick, she back to the ground. For an EMC and any 52 states, I get psycho. Killer Norman Bates, my producer slam. My flow is like, bam, jump on stage, I'm in a dip, Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I mean, like, I like if you don't fucking like the ODB, oh, like, I don't I trust you as a human being. And also, like, I can't wait to like, like you know, I don't know if my my um my brother in law has taught my nephew or shown my nephew, you know, introduce him to the ODB bastard. I kind of hope I get to do that as uh, the only uncle. So fun yeah. for Ben, because like I just want to be like. I just want him to like walk up to my sister and be like, mom, mom, my new favorite artist is the old dirty bastard. <laughs> yes. Because fucking yes. hell. Like, I mean, yes. and just like, there's so many good stuff of his. I could have, I mean, I could have played, you know, you know, give me the money, but like just shimmy shimmy. Yeah. It's like something about that. And like his voice, there is only one old yeah. dirty bastard. <laughs> you could listen to him. Like there is no, just, you know, just mistaking like, is that, nope, that is, that is ODB for sure. So, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. He was too much for this world to contain. <laughs> but um, wherever he is, he is annoying someone. But he's also making great music. Oh man! Uh, real quick, he's my favorite Wu Tang artist. Um, he was my favorite rapper at one point in my life. I literally carried around that that you know CD like every day at school. It was the CD I played all the time. And it was like the first super questionable album that I had that like, I was so proud of that I would always show everybody. And I'd be like, Oh, you haven't hold or heard old dirty bastard, you know? Uh, and bastard was like my favorite, like bad word or whatever. Great one. Um, great one. It's just, yeah, there's something about that guy. That's just amazing. A total presence. Uh, yeah. 
I had Brooklyn Zoo and I took it off. I had Jimmy Shimmy on Brooklyn Zoo and I was trying to work it in, but I had a whole theme going and I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess I'm going out West coast now. Yes, sir. Um, again, you know, got to represent the G funk when we're talking about the West coast. Uh, so, uh, let's just hit it. Let's, uh, let's let those, um, you know, low riders bounce. Um, and let's play nothing but a G thing. Baby. Bringing to the folks, Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low death, make us so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable, so please don't try to fake this. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand. From a young G's perspective And before me digging a bitch I have to find a contraceptive You never know she could be earning her man And learning her man And at the same time burning her man Now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended yeah. And that's realer than real deal, holy feel And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel Well if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that and like this and uh It's like that and like this and like that and it's like this and like that and like this and up. Drake creep to the mic like a fan. Well, I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping. But I damn near got caught because my people kept beeping. Now it's time for me to make my impression. I mean, so sit back, relax, one of my favorite lines uh, from the Chronic 2000 was when he's like, people say I fell off. How? My last album was the Chronic. And yeah, like, not saying lies. Not yeah. saying lies. Like, I mean, the chronic is again. It's it's an iconic album. Like and, yeah. and like, I think of all the people that come out of NWA. Like, not that like you know people were like, I, I in the last episode I I said that you know Ren was is criminally underrated. I think he is, but I don't think anyone saw like the career of Dr. Dre the way it was going to go. I think people maybe in the know, but like, good lord, like the chronic cube. It was clear. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cube like was like a shining star. Yeah. Easy E was a prodigy. Yeah, you know, basically. Yeah, Easy. I think you know if he would still be with us, I think he would have had a, a massive career as well. But uh, you know, I think that you know Dre is just obviously you know behind the board in front of the mic. Guys, yeah, fucking legend. And one of the better talent scouts that you're ever gonna find. Yeah, like um again like you know, a lot of people. Um, I don't know if I'm one of them, but a lot of people will put Eminem as the, the greatest MC of all time. Um, I think, you know, definitely I would put him up there, but like, I think on skill, he has an yeah. argument. I'm just not as much into his actual songs and his yeah. beats, but I can understand from a technical ability, mm-hmm. he might be the best ever. Um, but if I'm slating him, I probably have him more towards the back of the top 10. Yeah. I just songs matter. And I I don't replay his songs. No no disrespect to him, but yeah, agreed, agreed. And that's that's another episode. I mean, like I'm sure. Yeah. Have you guys had that on? Have you? I, you guys have so many amazing episodes of the Draft Pod. Has that been an episode? Mm-mm. Mm. Well, that ooh, ooh, saucy. Um, but no, that that's a. I mean, and that's that is a a conversation that 
is I love those kind of conversations. That's the, you know, who would be who, who's the greatest of all, like that stuff is yeah. my favorite. We had, we had a best rappers ever with G shout out to my homie. You can catch us on Instagram um, every week or other week uh, talking sports. Um, but we had him on and we did like best hip hop artists of all time. But I think in that regards, if we're talking about like pure lyricist, like not really, because I graded it on this crazy 10 category critique where, um, you know, all of these different categories mattered. Um, it's, it was super nerdy. I mean, like that, that is the love of the game and I appreciate that. So I think this has been uh, amazing. I will say that one thing that we, we did not touch on that I want to touch on this because it is going out in the world is that we in the last episode played a track from the movie Friday and I am putting it out in the universe that I yes. want the Jabroni U crew to do a commentary track to the movie Friday on a Friday um, Hell yeah. high because I think that would just be amazing. I have like had the idea and it is permeated for the last week. And so I'm putting that in the universe gentlemen. Um, you know, please let's, let's make that happen sooner rather than later. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for coming back on. And you know, again, another amazing episode. I swear to God, this episode is going out. I will, I will make a Guess deal with what? Mephisto. Guess what? If it happens again, <laughs> I'll be back here next week and I will do another hour and a half. I don't give a damn. I will go as long as you need me. We'll go all night long. All night long. <laughs> all right, sir. Well, thank you very much. Um, if you are not for some reason listening to this podcast and not following the draft pod, following uh flow and tell the fuck's wrong with you. Like, I mean, I'm, no, what's wrong with you? Uh, so please, please, please check out Andy um, and check out all of his, his sports contact as well. Uh, last week, I think you, you broke down college football, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, college football is coming back. Uh, my Spartans are going to be fucking dog shit, but that's okay because I don't really follow them a uh, whole much later. Uh, my, but but the, the, the Broncos of Western Michigan will be mid. Uh, so I am Ben. I am very happy that this is going to go out. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much. Thanks, everyone, for the nice feedback from last episode. Um, be good to yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, understand that closure may not happen all the time, but it's okay. Don't fight it. Don't try to chase it. Uh, and, and also, um, it's not Halloween yet, God damn it! It's only the first day of September. Put that pumpkin spice away. We still have September. And uh, do you remember? That's all.